The What's This Full House Edition podcast is part of the What's This Edition podcast network, where you can check out other great shows like the What's This Disney Edition podcast, where Amy and Savannah go really deep into the Walt Disney collection from start to finish. So check out those other great shows on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and other really great platforms. Thank you so much for listening. I am on a mission of sorts to go through every Full House episode in order and break it all down to give you the full feel of what Full House is all about. From character analysis to even a psychological breakdown, I am determined to get through all eight seasons of this phenomenal show. As always, I am your host, Amy, and thanks for joining me and becoming a part of my Full House family. Hey guys, welcome back to the What's This Full House Edition podcast. As always, I am your host, Amy, and today we are going to be going through Season 1, Episode 12, our very first promo. So, the teleplay was done by Lenny Rips and a guy named Arthur Silver, whom I am not familiar with yet, Um, but here he is on this one. So, the story was by Ron Morgrove and Russell Marcus. So, we've heard of Russell Marcus before. He's done other episodes as well, but Ron Morgrove is also new. Okay, Ready to have your mind blown, because mine was kind of blown a little here. So this episode was directed by Richard Correll, who also directed episode three, The First Day of School. And there's a few similarities here between those two episodes, this one and um, episode three. So I will be pointing out some things here and there that um, correlate, (laughs) Richard Correll, which correlate... Uh, between the two episodes um, as I go on here. So the original air date of this one was December the 18th, 1987. So remember when I said in the beginning of the last episode how I was surprised it wasn't a holiday episode? I'm actually more surprised that this one is not a holiday episode. It's closer to Christmas. It's You know, it's like less than a week away here and we're not having a Christmas or holiday type of episode, which I'm fine with. We had the miracle of Thanksgiving. Barely any TV shows do a Thanksgiving episode. um, And I'm glad that they did the miracle of Thanksgiving. So the description for this one is the guys and the girls film a promo for Danny's TV station, Channel 8 Action Sports with the emphasis on not actually being themselves. Okay, here we go. So it starts off with Kimmy. Oh my goodness, guys. We have not seen Kimmy since, guess which episode? Episode three, the first day of school. So this is Kimmy's second appearance on Full House. So I'm so excited that they had her come back. Of course, she she eventually plays such a huge role in the rest of this series and into um, Fuller House as well. Um, I love her character growth. It's one of my favorites 
and I'm just so glad they brought her in for this one. So they are, get this. So the next thing I'm about to say is, I hope it upsets you because it definitely upset me. So they are walking down into the garage. Um, hello? Did we not just do two episodes ago Joey's place where they revamped the garage into Joey's room and now it's back to a garage here? So what, what is up with that? Um, uh, I understand that some TV shows will film episodes and then not necessarily put them in the order in which that they were filmed. So I think that that is what happened here. But I am um, utterly upset at the fact that we had an entire episode about the garage and how it's changed now into Joey's bedroom. And now here we are, back to a garage. Okay. So, I'm not going to let this up. Because remember how I was so excited that Joey finally had a place to live. And now he doesn't in this one. So, huh. <laughs> so we move on as much as I don't want to. So Kimmy and DJ are now walking into the garage. Ugh. Kimmy is leaving to go back home. So I wanted to break it down a little bit because Kimmy, we've only seen once before. And I wanted to do what we know about Kimmy so far is that one, she is DJ's best friend. Okay. We all know that. She's mentioned that she has three sisters, which isn't entirely accurate, but we'll get there. And she lives next door. So why does Kimmy have her bike to ride home if she literally lives like a driveway away from the Tanner home? Okay. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. So... DJ offers Kimmy to stay for dinner, but Joey's cooking, so DJ is unsure of what he's making. She says, it's something in an earth tone. So at 1 minute 48 seconds, so we're not even two minutes into the episode, Kimmy mentions that she has a dog named Sinbad. Hmm. So Stephanie shows up following DJ and Kimmy around because they keep leaving her is what she said is a classic Stephanie response. I expect nothing less from her. So at two minutes, one second, DJ mentions Stephanie is five years old and that she has no life of her own and that DJ and Kimmy are talking woman to woman and that when Kimmy leaves, they can have a sister talk. So Stephanie, of course, has to respond with another classic, I'm a woman, I'm a little woman, but I'm a woman. So as Kimmy is leaving, Stephanie hears an animal noise and thinks that it's a monster. Hmm. So DJ says that there's nothing to worry about, which I love the fact that DJ is being that big sister in this second moment. She's like, you're always making up noises. There's just nothing to worry about, Stephanie. You know, she's kind of being nice to Stephanie about the noise. 
But of course, Kimmy has to chime in and tell Stephanie that she looks like the girl from 1982's Poltergeist who got sucked up into the TV and said, they're back. Okay, so I wanted to kind of... <laughs> I wanted to kind of touch on this a little bit because in the last episode, we had a guest star, Michael McManus, who played Paul from Paul's Classic Cars. He actually was in Poltergeist. So that's really cool all they talk about Poltergeist here in this section. I thought that was neat. So the fact that Kimmy also is like, what, 10 years old? And she was allowed to watch this horror movie at a very young age. I was wondering what maybe else she was um, exposed to that would cause her to act the way that she does. This might explain a lot about Kimmy's uh, behavior and attitude and kind of her overall I don't want to say rudeness, but her, you know, walking into the house without knocking and so on and so forth. It might explain something. So we'll continue on here and we'll see what goes on. Okay, so Stephanie then has a very uncomfortable look on her face, but says, yeah, real funny to Kimmy. So now we have a scene change of Joey in the kitchen who's imitating, he's making dinner, and he's imitating um, a hibachi restaurant. You know how they like f fling the food around and then they like make it in front of you on the flat top grill? So he's imitating the hibachi to entertain Michelle, who is loving it, by the way. She's just so stinking cute. Um, so Jesse enters you know, from the living room. He's gotten home from work and he's wearing his exterminator outfit. So I love the consistency here of him being the exterminator, wearing the outfit, showing that he has a job. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Joey mentions that some woman named Brianna called and said that she would meet Jesse at 8 p.m. So Jesse took care of a termite problem she had so now they're going on a date. Okay. So DJ and Steph enter from the garage. Oh. Oh, garage. Blech. Okay, Stephanie says that there's something horrible in the house, and Jesse picks up a spoonful of whatever Joey's making and says, you're telling me. So at... Three minutes, 52 seconds, Danny enters. He's now home from work, and he has great news, great news. And Stephanie grabs his leg and is grateful he's home. But DJ explains how Steph thinks that there's a monster somewhere in the house, and she says, if you ask me, I think it's just a desperate plea for attention. Danny's response is classic as well. Danny replies with DJ, stop watching Oprah and start doing your homework. <laughs> So Danny reminds everyone that he has great news, great news. So Jesse responds with, I have great news. I met a girl today. Joey replies with the most classic response of all time, saying, that's not news, that's sports. <laughs> so I actually use this quote a lot because of my life and things. And I just, um, if something is obvious within a situation. I'm like, oh, that's not news. That's sports. I've used that saying quite a lot within my life, and I love how this stuff makes its way into my everyday. 
<laughs> so DJ now wants to know the great news. So Danny goes on to say that all the TV stations in the area are fighting each other for better ratings. And his station is putting together a special promo, kind of like a little commercial, following the everyday lives of each sportscaster, and he was chosen first. Okay, I'm going to pause right here. And I just want to say that I'm really liking now that we are hearing more about Danny's job in this episode. Because so far in the show, we haven't really heard all that much about it. Um, we, we do know that he works for Channel 8 Action Sports and he's a sportscaster and he, you know, that's what he does. But we haven't really heard too, too much about it, which I'm so liking that here they're kind of bringing it up a little more. Okay, so the family doesn't seem to be really all that excited about this news until Danny mentions that they're all going to be on TV with him. So they go, whoa, yay, awesome. You know, they're excited. So the next day, a woman is coming over to film the entire family. So dinner is now ready, but no one knows what it is. So they're undecided about eating it. Then Jesse says, should we order pizza or Chinese? So they all agree that they're going to order pizza. But then Joey says, it is pizza. But there is absolutely no way on earth that that was pizza or even supposed to be pizza. So I don't know what Joey's idea of pizza is, but it definitely was nowhere near anything pizza-ish at all. So at 5 minutes 57 seconds, it's now nighttime and we hear the monster again awakening Steph and DJ. So Stephanie turns her light on and says, they're back. So she plays on that, what Kimmy told her earlier about poltergeist. (laughs) So DJ had heard it this time and is freaked out now. Stephanie asks to sleep with DJ, but she's not going to walk over there in fear of getting her feet eaten off. (laughs) I know this feeling so bad. This is so funny. Oh, my goodness. So she comes up with a plan. So she gets on the, the wooden toy box there at the end of her bed and throws DJ a jump rope. And she's like, reel me in, DJ. And she pulls her in so they get settled and they hear the noise again. So they decide to run for their lives. (laughs) So they run out yelling for help. Jesse comes out first and picks up Stephanie. DJ says that Jesse's a creepy crawler killer. And Jesse corrects her and says he's a pest control specialist. She's like... Pardon me. Now go kill it. So Danny has come out at this point and insists that Jesse go kill it too. But Danny is now in the girls' room awaiting them falling asleep because he didn't want the girls sleeping in his room. So he was like obligated to sleep in their room after Jesse inspected the the place and found that there was no monster in there. So this is a classic dad moment here for Danny. So he's in the bed with the girls and he just is laying there and he continues to drone on talking until the girls fall asleep. But he finds himself trapped there because if he moves, they'll wake up. 
So he gets as comfortable as he can and he's all like contorted and has his head on the bedside table and his like foot on a chair and he's all like contorted and he's like the joys of fatherhood, which I'm pretty sure one of my parents at some point in time had to have slept like that to not wake me. So I can see that, you know, this is a, this is a big dad moment here. And so loving to see. So at nine minutes, eight seconds, it is now the next morning, the day they will be shooting the promo. So we see Jesse and Joey getting Michelle ready for her big TV debut and trying some different hairstyles. So they so they try a bunch of different ones. Obviously, they're just messing around. So they just try a simple bow. And they're like, oh, what shoes do we put? So they choose two different types of shoes. So one is a Weebok, which I don't know what that is. Is it like a kitty Reebok? Possibly. And one is her little Glens. So that's another brand of little kitty shoes. So then they hear the monster noise within Michelle's nursery. So Jesse says, it's not a monster. So Jesse's very experienced exterminator. I mean, I mean, pest control specialist. Sorry. Um, he, so he knows exactly the noise of this animal and exactly what it is. Like, that's crazy. So he says, it's not a monster. It's a North American silver-footed ferret, adult male, two and a half pounds. So Jesse gets all excited about finding this ferret. Okay, so now we are downstairs and Jesse's like running down the stairs and the doorbell rings and the girls go to answer it. But Jesse is on a mission to find the ferret. So the girls go to answer the door and it's the lady that's going to put them on TV. So her name is Ronnie, which is she says, I'm Ronnie, which is short for Veronica. DJ says, I'm DJ. It's short for Donna Joe. Stephanie introduces herself as Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm just short. <laughs> whoever, I'm going to always and forever say this about her because whoever writes Stephanie's lines, please, for the love, write a, write a comedy book or something. She's got the best lines ever. Okay, so Ronnie asks the girls, like in like this baby voice, do you know where your daddy is? And DJ answers with such a, not a rude response, but more like a backlash type of thing. Like, don't you dare talk, baby talk to me type of thing. So her backlash response is, Daddy has been delayed in editing because the satellite downlink malfunctioned due to freakish barometric conditions. And Ronnie's face, she's like, I feel like such a dodo head. Oh, you already don't like this lady. You like already am looking at her and you're like, there's something about her that you don't like, which is the point about Ronnie. You don't like her. So DJ knows that this lady is basically a wacko, like I just said, and she knows that this won't end well. And you can tell all of this just by DJ's facial expressions, which is the absolute gold that is Candace Cameron, y'all. The gold of her. So Ronnie looks around to get good angles for a moment. And the girls are kind of following her around a little bit. So now we are in a scene change of Jesse in the garage. Really? 
So he's looking for the ferret. So Joey comes down. They chat for a second, and Jesse asks Joey if, when he was younger, if he fell out of a treehouse. And Joey doesn't catch the sarcasm in that question. So Joey answers seriously, and he was like, yeah. (laughs) So that might explain a lot of what we've talked about, about Joey's characteristics and his behavior, because that, you know, he could have had some brain trauma happen during that. So Jesse is about to catch it, and Joey wants to know what he's going to do to it. He says, Jesse responds with, one step closer to spiritual enlightenment, which is a good way of saying he's going to kill it. So Joey doesn't want to see the ferret killed, so he opens the garage door and see if he'll run outside. So Jesse grabs the net, but Joey grabs him instead and goes on to sing, Born free, as free as the wind blows. But Jesse just wants to catch this ferret. You know, the ferret then runs up the wall and into this crawl space. So Jesse grabs a ladder to get up there, says he's being challenged. So Jesse climbs up into this crawl space, his entire body from the ladder. So Joey cheers on the ferret, go ferret, go. Go, ferret, go. And Joey moves the ladder and says that he's not going to put it back until they've talked about Jesse not killing the ferret. Jesse agrees to not kill it, then reaches down on Joey's shoulders. Okay, so for one, how is he not falling directly out of the attic is beyond me because he's literally like vertical. His head and arms are sticking out, but his legs are still straight up into the attic ceiling. How is he not? What is he holding on to? What? What? So, two, why didn't he just wait like two seconds for Joey to get the ladder? It was right there. He could have waited for the ladder and he did. He just, whatever. He didn't. But here we are, I guess. So, Jesse is now, yep, upside down, holding on to Joey's shoulders. Ronnie and the girls enter and they are introduced. Ronnie really doesn't like the idea of Jesse and Joey even being part of the family. So she is obviously wanting to change a lot of aspects of this of this family, you know, she seems to like the girls okay so far. She hasn't met Danny and she doesn't like the idea of Jesse and Joey. But I am going to take a short break and I will be right back to let you know what goes on and what Ronnie has in store for us. I will be right back after these messages. Okay, welcome back. So, we are going to find out now what Ronnie has in store for the Tanner family to get ready for this promo that they are shooting for Danny's TV station Channel 8 Action Sports. So now we have a scene change. So at 15 minutes and 8 seconds, we see Joey taking down his alcove decor. So this is grinding my gears big time, which they should already be down because he doesn't live in the alcove anymore. Do I need to keep going? Do we get the picture here? Okay, so Danny comes in because, you know, he was delayed in editing. Okay, so he gets home and asks Joey what he's doing, and he replies, well, Ronnie suggested that I move out 
Joey seems to not really have a big problem with being exed from the promo, and we will see why soon. But for now, Ronnie says Joey is essential, that he gets to hold the cue cards. That's so rude. My word. So she says she's going to sell the Tanner family with class, style, and sophistication. And she, and she wants everything to go her way according to what she wants to sell this family, like for real. Mm. So she wants to do a rehearsal. So she sends Danny outside the front door and says, don't come in until I say action. So she says, action. Danny enters and reads the cue card that says Chow Family. But Danny is confused since, obviously, they aren't Italian. And so she's like, go sit on the couch. And there's like these two camera guys like kind of following around. And she says, cue Da Vinci. And a giant white poodle jumps onto Danny on the couch. Joey says, that's not just a poodle. That's a poodle on steroids. Which is hilarious. So then the, the girls are cued to come in. Da Vinci runs off, off camera. The girls are wearing these fancy looking outfits and they're holding violins. And <laughs> the scene, DJ goes, how excellent to see you, father. Stephanie goes, well, we missed you, papa. And they're like... <laughs> They're like, oh my goodness, it's so funny. Like this, But we all know that they don't really play the violins, you know what I mean? So DJ and Steph, the girls sit um, on the couch there with Danny, and the, Veronica says, cue housekeeper. So Jesse walks in with this tea tray and a Velcro on tuxedo top and bow tie. It is the most like iconic thing, and you can even tell in John Stamos's face that he is just about to burst in laughter. He is la like giggling kind of, but you can tell that he's like about to burst. And so he proceeds to speak with an English accent, which is hilarious coming out of John Stamos. Oh my goodness, what a riot he is. So he walks up to the girls and says, Buffy, Jody, and you can um, tell when he says Jody, um, Jody Sweden's face, like she smiles and like looks over at, at um, Candace Cameron because that's her real name. And I think that um, I think that she was like, oh, my goodness, he said my real name. <laughs> I think that was so cute for her. So then Joey then says, See, now you know why I didn't fight too hard to stay in this thing. <laughs> because he knew where it was going. Oh my goodness. So Danny questions that this has nothing to do with the family. But Ronnie keeps on insisting that they do it her way. So she says, okay, now cue baby Michelle. But it's actually a completely different girl. Not even Michelle at all. So Ronnie says that she wanted to go with the adopted daughter because it's good for Danny Tanner's image. So Danny picks this little girl up and says, are your parents nearby? And she's like, in the kitchen. So he puts her down and sends her back into the kitchen. Ronnie continues on 
that the real Michelle just wasn't right for the part. So now you can tell the more of this Danny hears coming out of Ronnie's mouth, the more he hates it. Ronnie is still continuing on insisting that they go with her idea since it's a very competitive market. Danny says he's getting a vision, seeing a loving family, friends, children, playing the part of his children. Danny's proud of who they are and suggests that he'll direct it himself. Thank God. So Ronnie asks, well, if you direct, what am I going to do? So Jesse, as gold as he is, says, you can hold the cue cards. Burn. So at 20 minutes exactly, it is um, a scene change here, and it's later that evening, and we see this cut of the promo that was made by Danny. Kimmy is even there to see it. And so in the promo, Danny says that every day, at 4, 6, and 10, he does the sports. Hmm. 4, 6, and 10. That's, that's, like, a, that's like a late shift. Okay. That's a late shift. So, so I'm pretty sure um, since, you know, throughout the series so far, why Danny was getting up early with the girls when they ride the bus to school... Jesse and Joey are at home with Michelle. There's no reason why Danny should be up at 8 to do what? He's in a suit and tie. Where is he going? Because he doesn't even need to be at the station until 4. So that's a little weird. But we move on here. So we get a glimpse of the whole family at 21 minutes, 36 seconds. Danny mentions, this is the first time that this is mentioned. So this is really cool that Jesse's band is called Jesse Cochran and the Rippers. So that's the first time that that is mentioned. Jesse Cochran and the Rippers. Of course, it does change to Jesse and the Rippers eventually. So it finishes sweetly, and Joey says it needed a poodle. (laughs) Now they are going to have ice cream sundaes until Jesse and Joey hear the ferret again. So we kind of went from the ferret topic to the promo topic, and now we're back to the ferret topic again. At this point, I had actually forgotten about the ferret. I was like, oh, this is so nice. The promo was so cute. And then the ferret made the noise, and I was like, oh... I totally forgot about that thing. So they hear the ferret again. So Jesse goes after it. Jesse then catches it and tells Joey he'll take it to Big Sur and let him go free. So they take him into the kitchen to show the girls that there wasn't a monster as they sing the Born Free song again. And bum, 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 the end. Okay. That was the episode, guys. That was it. That was uh, our very first promo. And now I want to just touch on a couple of things here. Okay, we have, actually, at the end credits of this episode, we have three guest stars. Three. Okay. First guest star. Her name is Belita Moreno. And she was, she played the role of Ronnie, Veronica, promo lady. So, if you recognize... Belita Marino, 
she actually played Benita, Benny Lopez, on the sitcom George Lopez. She was George Lopez's mother, I believe. Yeah, I believe she was. She was on Perfect Strangers. She was in an episode of The Golden Girls, Family Ties, Valerie, Melrose Place. She did so much stuff. Oh my goodness. So more recently here, in 2010, she was in Diary of a Wimpy Kid 1 and 2. And in 2017, she voiced the shopkeeper in Ferdinand, that movie Ferdinand. Um, and in 2019, she's on the Netflix show On My Block. She played Rosario in episode called Chapter 15. So, Miss um, Belita Marino has a ton of acting credits. Oh my goodness, her IM, IMDB was just full of stuff. So our second guest star, which I am excited about, is Andrea Barber for playing the role of Kimmy. She was barely in this episode, but I think that her being in this episode was because of the director of this episode, Mr. Richard Carell. Um, I think he had a lot to do with that. She was in it barely at all. Um, but I'm glad she was. You get to see a little bit more of her, and I'm excited to kind of see where and how they play her into the rest of the of the season, really. I mean, they really got to build her up, you know, with, with her forthcoming future events that take place within Kimmy. I am... They got to start building up her character some. And, okay, this next one is weird. This next one is so weird. Okay. <sighs> Courtney Ann Yen, who played the role of Amanda. I swear it says Amanda. And I'm like, who in the heck is Amanda? So the only other person that I could think of in this episode, that would be different from any other episode, would be the adopted daughter girl who played the role of baby Michelle that Danny didn't want to go with. I guess her name was Amanda? They didn't say her name one time. But I guess that's the name of that character who played Amanda slash adopted baby Michelle. Weird. We so weird. So I did look her up as well, and this is her only acting role. And guys, that's it. That's all I have. That's it. And um, I just want to go over now that I am finished with this one. You guys have no actual idea. Okay, so the next episode. Oh my word. The next episode, episode 13, is called Sisterly Love, and it is in my top three favorite Full House episodes of all time. So, I am so excited, and this actually marks the first episode filmed in 1988, so we are definitely moving along here. Um, this part of season one is so 
it's it's just a big part of my favorites, um, my favorite episodes. We have, you know, only a, you know, only a few more left. How many? Six, seven, eight, nine. We have ten episodes to do left in season one. Oh, that's gonna be. It's gonna take me like the whole rest of the year. Hopefully not. But we'll see. We'll see where I get. But I'm so excited to do Sisterly Love. This one is, I'm just going to do a, a little description and then I, I just can't wait. So it's the a green-eyed monster time when DJ auditions for a serial commercial, but Stephanie gets the part. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Okay, guys. Well, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in today to the What's This Full House Edition podcast. As always, I am your host, Amy. And if you guys have any cool questions or comments or just want to leave a review, you can do so on iTunes reviews. Or if you want to contact me in any way, you can email me at fullhousepodcast01 at gmail.com. That's fullhousepodcast01 at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on my Instagram. That's what's this full house. That's my little name there on Instagram. I do a post for every episode and a story for every episode. So you can go check out cool trivia and cool little things that I post on there. And I just want to thank you guys so much for continuing to listen to this show and going on this crazy full house adventure with me. And I know, and I just want to say this really quick because I keep forgetting to, I know that in the first episode I did that I said that I would count hugs. Yeah, I can't do that. There's too many. And um, I, I'm not rewatching all of it to count them. So, sorry, I can't do it. It's too much. It's just too much. Okay, well, thanks again, guys, and I will see you next time. The Full House Edition podcast has no affiliation with Full House or the Warner Brothers Studio. The views and opinions given by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies that they happen to work for. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.